We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, 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 everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. About, about, about. What's up, Randall? What's going on, Lisa V? How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I don't know why this song came to my mind, but I was going to say it's Donnell Jones, but I don't think he sings it, so I'm not going to sing it because I don't want to be wrong. What song is it? I don't want to bore. He actually did do that. Look at you. Donnell Jones did a cover of that. Come on, Lisa. Who sings it originally? Um, uh, Stevie Wonder. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. You ain't, you ain't off. You, you got it. Okay. Look, come on, Lisa. Look, I'm coming. I'm coming. You're getting better. Well, if this is your, (laughs) this is your first time listening to brunch culture um lisa has a track record of knowing pieces of songs um what she thought was the song and you know we've been over the course of our show lisa's been getting increasingly better with her vocal skills she has like a whole host of lyrics you know rhythm is fine you we we you don't need the rhythm we just you 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 getting the lyrics and that's what's important. We getting you the right lyrics and with the right artists and we pinning them together and yeah, you out here doing it, Lisa. I'm trying. I'm doing all I can with what I can. Hey, and that's all we require here. Um, yeah, so welcome. If it's your first time listening to Brunch Culture, welcome. This is the show that everything is up for discussion. That's what we do here. We talk about everything from you know the people that we don't necessarily want to talk about. Like the people whose last names start with K and and J. And uh yeah, we talk about those people. We talk about just everything. This is all stuff that you likely will hear when you're out with your friends at your favorite brunch spot, you know, kicking throwing back the mimosas and just having a good time. Like that's what we're doing. We are bringing it to the airways and we're talking about it. So Welcome. Yeah. You know, speaking of people that last name start with J and they apparently are in um, uh, commercials about beverages with high fructose corn syrup. Um, <laughs> Kylie Jenner. High fructose corn syrup? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, what? what is it like, where are you, you like, where are you going with this? <laughs> no, you know, that's why I stopped. That's one of the things, the factors of why I stopped drinking Coke. Because it had all the syrup and sugar. So they tell you not to drink anything with high fructose corn syrup. And soda has a lot of that in it. That is so specific, though. Like High fructose corn syrup. Like, that is very because specific. Because say like, that. You never had a conversation about high fructose corn syrup? I, I, I haven't. I can't oh, say okay. that I have. Um, I've heard of it. <laughs> But it's like, you know, people, usually people be like, oh, well, I don't want a soda because that's bad for you. Or, you know, I don't want a soda because, you know, it burns your throat. Or I don't know. It, it's fattening. You was like, high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> like, that's like, that's a mouthful to say. But it's good to know why. Maybe that's the problem. The problem is so many of us just 
we just say stuff bad and we don't necessarily know why it's bad. We just call it bad and just don't do it. But Lisa, you are educating the people. You are helping the yeah, people understand. Yeah, because that's what I like. Specific... So I love, I love ocean spray, peat grapefruit juice. I mm-hmm. love it. So I used to buy the regular kind, but my roommate in grad school, my first roommate, I did not like her. But um, I'm sorry, I don't to, know why that came out. You had out. to throw that in there. Just I think like I'm you, still salty. I'm saying, sound like you're still a little salty because yeah. uh, you. Yeah, just, I hit my heart. You I just threw to. that. Just that I don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, I'm trying. Yeah, I, I'm a, Yeah, whatever. Um. She told me that she was like, why are you buying that? That that has like tons of uh, high fructose corn syrup. You need to buy the one that's 100% juice. And that's when I switched over. Mm. And um, yeah, she was like a real, real health kick person. Well, shout um, out to the roommate for, you know, she gave you knowledge and yeah, you gave that's us knowledge. Yeah, that's the that was helpful. Because everything else was a waste, huh? Yeah, I just, she just used to have people over, like, I don't like inconsiderateness. So, like, if I got an exam and then you decide to randomly invite all your friends over and they super loud Mm. and I can't work and they over to, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, I just feel like that's inconsiderate. Yeah. Nah, I, I, I don't think I would be. Luckily, I've had very good roommate situations, like, all the time. I don't think I've ever had a bad roommate situation. I, nothing that was like unbearable, you know what I'm saying? Something like that, like somebody just inviting people over to the wee hours of the night. Yeah, I, thankfully I never had, I never had anything like that. Yeah, like five people, and then you try to like, you got to go to class the next morning, and it's just like, and you know, new. It was like a brand new um, condo, and you know the new, con- the new apartments and condos, the walls are paper thin, so you exactly. can hear, so you can hear everything. everything. It's like you in a room with them. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, I wouldn't have. Not. I wouldn't have been able to make it. So more power to you for doing that. But um, we, we were. I think we kind of got segue. We, we, got, we yeah. was talking about uh, Kendall Jenner and Pepsi and cultural appropriation. Yeah, Kendall Jenner and Pepsi. Um, so I actually heard about it before I, I saw it myself. Like I didn't even. I didn't see the 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 video. Um, but I just heard a bunch of people talking about it. And at first. I was like, kind of like, what what's happening? But then after I saw the video, I was I was more so annoyed with people on social media than I was uh, with. Well, I can't. That's not fair. I was gonna say I was more so annoyed with people on social media than I was with the video in itself, the commercial, the ad. But the, that's not to say that the ad didn't piss me off. The ad really did annoy me, and I was really annoyed too because you know. I, People were saying the people that I that I was annoyed with kept saying, "Oh, you know, it's just uh, it's a commercial, it's just an ad. Like nobody is trying to appropriate anything." And I don't necessarily know. I don't personally. I didn't feel like they were appropriating, uh, you know, something from Black culture. <laughs> I didn't feel like they were appropriating. I felt like they were kind of dumbing down and whitewashing um, something that for the most part on a larger scale people talk about like the black lives matter movement and we talk about protests and everybody's always downplay you have people from 
every uh, so many people talk about, oh, well, what is marching doing? Marching doesn't do anything. Or, you know, there's these thugs out here and they need to they don't need to be out there. They need to find something else better to do with their time. Like everything is so bad. You know, when we're protesting for justice for our people, standing up for our rights and for ourselves as black people. When that happens, you know, people are everybody has something to say about it. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. But then you take this commercial and you basically take that whole setup and you make it seem like, oh, well, all they needed to do was just share a Pepsi with the police. And then they all can just have a good time and have a party and smile and dance and just be happy and married together. And it's like. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's not what the problem has been. And that's not the answer. And the fact that if you were trying to Pepsi's little statement of trying to, you know, bring everybody together and them trying to help everybody is like this is bogus, because if that's what you were trying to do, there were so many other ways to address this than putting somebody who is not even an advocate for the community, somebody that isn't speaking out on their big public platform about injustices and you put them in the commercial. Come on now. It's just yeah it was it was very very in very 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 poor taste and yeah i was pretty disgusted by it yeah i i didn't i was like why did they even do that like i don't understand like who thought this was okay and i it it all lends me to think about what this representation in the boardroom why it's important you know what i'm saying so people could say like no let's not do this Right. <laughs> it's important for representation, but I also feel like because uh, I was I was hearing people have this discussion about, you know, there were people they had a diverse panel of people that made the decision that that's why they had so many people from different backgrounds in the commercial, because they were intentional about trying to represent everybody and to be fair and all this other stuff. But the thing that's crazy is like you got to have people that are there that feel empowered enough to give their perspective and their point of view people that are in these boardrooms or making these decisions that'll say, Hey, you know, here's something that we should stay, stay away from. Even if we were trying to make a statement with this. And I think when I step back, cause I watched it a few times. So I stepped back from it and I tried to think about like, okay, you know, I get that they were trying to say, let's unify people. Let's bring people together. But you took this this white woman or this woman that is white accepting or white passing, if you will, and you made the problem her being at like a fashion show and, you know, having on this wig. And then she just felt so compelled to go out and to fight for justice or stand up for whatever and support because the commercial never says like what they're rallying for. But you made it so that she just felt compelled to be a part of the movement and so she joins the movement then she becomes like the the main person in the movement and the answer to the the opposition or the the tension between it's not even the opposition it's the tension between this crowd and the police officers who are just standing there it's just that this white woman needs to hand this white man a coke it completely strips the issue and the argument of race from you know, the, the, the marches and the rallies that we have from the way that people are treated in Flint, Michigan from protesting and 
it, the, the way that we saw this militarization of monitoring police officers, I mean, monitoring the, the crowd, we saw that. And that was literally that can't be tied to anything else but race, because we also saw the women's march and there was no tanks out there. Like we saw. And you know we what I'm also saying? see when the a game they win a game and there's all this kind of exactly. stuff going on. And we don't have tanks. We don't have tear gas. We don't have <laughs> And it's just saying, stuff. oh, these kids were just out here. They were excited. Exactly. And it's they're just... still known as college students that just got excited and a little rowdy. Right. We don't hear names. Thugs being ter- t- um, thrown around. You know, these horrible people. It's that stuff people. on fire all the time. Exactly. So it's just like <laughs> that is... That's what the problem is, and that's what you're not being sensitive to. And it's if you wanted to use to make a statement with like peaceful protest or rallying or something like that, I'm I'm not offended by someone or a company try to make a larger statement by using that. I'm not offended, but what I am offended by is you trying to make it seem like, oh well, it's not that bad, and something as trivial as a can of Pepsi. It wasn't even like a bottle of Pepsi or like a six pack. This was a single can of Pepsi is all that people needed to just satisfy and calm down and just help the police officers really understand what they're going through. Like it just it was just very poorly done. It was it was a terrible commercial. Nah, right, because when we when we reach for that uh Pepsi bottle, death is on our doorstep. It, I'm talking about not even on a doorstep, in your living room sitting down because you gone. Like <laughs> he had a gun. It was just a can of Pepsi. He was trying to, you know, reenact the, the commercial that Kendall Jenner was. Did you see uh, King Kumran try to reenact it? Is how would it look if a black person did it? Wait, was that the? That's the video of like um, he came out and he ended up being in jail like at the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw that. I saw that. That was hilarious. I was like, yep, that's that's pretty accurate. That is exactly how it would have been. In other news this week, Kendrick Lamar dropped a song, and people were into. Yeah, his album was supposed to come out. And it's got pushed back another week or something. I saw that too. People were tweeting about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so be humble, sit down, be humble. I didn't like the uh excessive use of the B word in mm-hmm. the song. Um, just because I feel like if you're trying to uplift women, I feel like at the same time you seem like you kind of are tearing them down with the use of the word. And I understand we use it frequently, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's in every song that we listen to. So I can't like nitpick and say, you know, I'm just going after Kendrick Lamar, but I just, in this song, I don't know. It stuck out to me. And maybe because usually I hear the edited version before I hear the unedited version. This time I heard the unedited before I heard the edited version. Yeah. So I, that's why it was like, over. Oh, I didn't hear the radio version. Right. Yeah. I think that's why I was like, dang, he got to say that that much. But I think I'm used to hearing radio edits and so when i heard when i went and online and watched the video i was like dang like if he's trying to build us up why is he tearing us down at the same time so um i wish he had to use a a different word yeah that makes sense so it's i i guess for me when it comes to that um i'm so used to the word being used not in the context of speaking to women but just kind of like as a do you know how people say like bruh or like homie or nah like it's like mm-hmm. it's almost interchangeably used with that. So for mm-hmm. me, I, I mean, with the with, 
every time he used the word, and I only listened to the song a couple times, but every time he used the words, I think it was more of a, like a, he wasn't like directing it at women or a woman. It was just kind of like, just in general, it's almost like a, yeah, yeah. Like the only thing I can think of is like saying bruh, homie or something like that. Like it's almost in place of that. So I guess for me, that wasn't, that wasn't a problem. I actually didn't take issue with the song at all. Um, I was surprised, well, not surprised, but in, in trying to listen to uh, the argument that people had that were the, the women that took opposition or took had a problem with it from him saying he's tired of like air, being airbrushed or all his makeup and he wants to see like strict marks on on your behind and stuff like that. Like there were a number of people, a number of women that got frustrated and were kind of turned off from the song by that, by basically just saying that, you know, he's being misogynistic and he's pretty much making a woman's beauty or a woman's choice of beauty. If a woman wants to, you know, perm her hair, relax her hair and, you know, wear makeup, he's saying like, he's tired of seeing that he wants to see like a natural woman as if like her only means of existence is for his satisfaction. And I'm not a woman, so I know this, and I know that, like, maybe I don't know what it is. I'm speaking from a place of privilege, and which I can completely acknowledge. But when I heard the part that part of the song, I I took away that he was saying, like, I'm tired of this having to this being like the standard. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of you know us as men even acknowledging a woman's beauty when she has all of these things like i do want to see a woman with a fur i want a woman that has stretch marks on her body to feel sexy in a, a, a bathing suit or feel like it's okay like she doesn't have to try to hide that like that's what i took that as i it didn't come across to me as if he was trying to say this this form of beauty or this the women in this light aren't beautiful i'm tired of seeing them i want to see this this other woman because they're better per se it was just kind of like i'm tired of this being the norm that we have that women have to live up to or our women have to live up to but that's what I, that's just what i thought about again this is coming from a guy so i don't know what that's like from you know a woman's perspective yeah, I think I thought the song in that perspective, I thought it was good because I think a lot of people feel insecure about that. You know, having stretch marks, I know sometimes I can have an insecurity about that. Mm -hmm. And so when you see like a man saying like, no, we want to see that, that's I think that kind of is like, oh, OK, cool. Like you accept me for all my imperfections. Right. Kind of normalizes people, it, right? Yeah. So I think that was helpful in a sense, for people that was freeing. I think people who feel like they have to do stuff like that um, sometimes are, you know, bothered. Because it's like, no, I put all this time, money, and effort. You need to appreciate it. Yeah, I just, I didn't really get the the argument of being upset by that that line saying like, oh, you know, he's being misogynistic. And again, not to say, because we, we know this about, you know, music in general and rap music. It, just honestly, anything where it's male dominated, like misogyny is everywhere. So it's not something that we can, I definitely will be like, oh no, Kendra Lamar is not misogynistic. It's kind of like, well, that's, that comes across in, 
in what it in rap in general and at some point in time you know your favorite artist the, the greatest artist if you will has been some form of uh, you know, a misogynist just on the fact of kind of rolling with the industry and the way that it is and just kind of what what it means to kind of flex your masculinity, if you will. That kind of comes out of that. So but yeah, I just didn't really think it was that that came from that came from there. Um, but what we should have been saying, be humble to was, oh, girl, in this Uber, this Uber car, this the worst it was being. I think it was called she was called like the the Uber the Uber customer from hell or the worst Uber customer or whatever it was like this three minute video that came out of this girl in New York. I think the guy said they were in the Bronx and she's just, the video starts with him recording and she's just spazzing out like yelling, screaming, hitting the back of the seat. She like takes her, the water bottle that she has and she's beating the water bottle in his car saying, I'm going to, you know, throw water everywhere. I'm going to tear this car up. I'm going to, you know, tell the police that you raped me, call the police because he, I guess she was going off on him and he threatened to not take her to her destination. So she started flipping out. It was just, it was really, really disgusting. And actually she was going to be my roast when I saw it because she's going to be my roast, not just because of the video, but because of her saying stuff like, I'm going to tell the police to that you raped me and actually saying that and knowing that had he not been smart enough to press record and to get all of this stuff on footage and get it documented, she could have said that and it would have been his word against hers. And literally his reputation with Uber, his reputation, honestly, probably to a, a larger scale, depending on how far she went with it, would have been messed up because people would have just viewed him as oh, he's a rapist, oh, he tried to rape her in the Uber car because she was upset that she didn't get what she wanted. Like, I hate when people use that like that. Rape is something that's so big and it's such a serious issue that you never want to lie about it. So it's just so frustrating that this stupid lady or girl is like, ah, I'm going to tell them that you are, that I'm going to tell everybody that you raped me. Like, why would you say that, lady? Shut up. Yeah, it's, it's insane. And I'm so glad that he recorded her. Uh, because, and that she's permanently banned from Uber for this because that's ridiculous. And I hope they spread it to Lyft so she could be banned from there as well. Honestly, I was going to say she needs to be, I wish that there was something that, and I mean, I guess there's not because technically she didn't commit like a crime, but I wish there was something bigger or more that they could do, uh, to get her to, I mean, to kind of punish her in that sense, because it was just really, I was really disgusted when I watched that video. I was extremely, extremely disgusted. It was so, why would you do this, lady? Why would you ever think that this is something that's acceptable and that's okay? It's really not. It's not at all. And the fact is that it's not her first time doing this and probably getting her way. Absolutely. Because that's what, that's, that's what he ended up pulling over first. I don't know if you watched the whole video, but I sat there and watched most of it i kind of fast forward for like a few seconds but uh i watched most of it and she he actually stopped and said that he was not going to take her to her destination and she kept going off and he was like well if you calm down then i'll take you because her phone died so she couldn't call nobody else she was like i'm gonna tell my boyfriend my boyfriend gonna come and he gonna f you up and yada 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 and it's just like 
I think he honestly he the way he handled it was great because especially if I was like in my hometown, yeah, I would have pulled out my phone and called a couple people and been like, hey, meet me here. I'm gonna take her there and y'all can deal with this because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going through this with you. So y'all tell us what y'all think about Kendall Jenner, Kendrick Lamar's "Be Humble" and this Uber uh, passenger that is crazy and deranged. Uh, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter with the hashtag ChatBC. We would love to engage with you. We'll be back with our main dish. All right, all right, all right. It is time for our main dish. And this week... Um, for our main dish, which is the main topic and discussion of the show, we are going to talk about uh, secrets and lies in relationships. And mm. what are they? What's a secret and what's a lie? Um, so in relationships, and we're, we're going to talk about it from the standpoint of romantic relationships. When you're dating somebody, um, you know, what is something that you can deem because we all I think everybody has something that's like you know what I'm going to take this to my grave I don't want to share this with nobody and honestly I don't have to share this with anybody um so is that considered if you're in a relationship and you don't tell a person it's just is that just a secret that you're keeping from them or is it actually a lie because they don't know and I have this conversation uh, I had this conversation with a few friends of mine just about different things like what are some things that you should disclose or what are some things that it's okay for you to say? I'm not going to tell nobody because that's kind of like my secret that I'm taking to my grave or, you know, is not telling the person people be like, well, you didn't tell me you lied to me. And it's like, well, no, I didn't lie to you. I just kind of withheld information. So what secrets, what's the secret? What's the lie in a relationship? And are those just acceptable in a relationship in general? What do you think, Lisa? I think re- relationships have levels. And so I think at the surface, if the case is, well, you didn't tell me that you lied to me. Well, then that means that we're all lying to everybody. Cause right. in we, a literal sense, that's what it means. Yeah. <laughs> Cause we're not, if you, you take that same principle and apply it to everything, then we're all lying to people. We, we let people know things on a need to know basis. Right. Uh, based on relationship uh, and based on, how we've dealt with that information ourselves. Some people don't share information, not because necessarily is that they want to hold it back from people, but they have to process it themselves. Right. And so they can't share what they haven't processed. And so I think that goes to deeper things um, or things that might be triggers, you know, mm-hmm. um, so I think, especially in romantic relationships, you're really at the at the entry level, you're meeting the person's representative. Right. You're meeting who they want you to think they are. It's not till later on that you start to peel back layers. There are people who've been married for several years that don't know their mate all the way, you know, and they live with them because people let you know themselves in layers. Right. And they can hold back information. And, and some people... You're only knowing them to the degree they know themselves. This is that is very true. <laughs> that and is some very, people very are true. not self-aware. So if I'm not self-aware, I can't let you know stuff about me that I don't even know about me yet. Right. So um, 
I think that's that's um that's a component. And I think there's some things that you only know by being in proximity. Um, Absolutely. And so I think trust has to be built in order for information to be shared. So you're going to get what people at you're going to get what level people trust you at. And I can't be expected to give you my deep dark secrets on our first date. That's ridiculous. And that bogus crap that people do about, oh, I never told nobody this before is a scam. Usually most of the time. Yeah, it's definitely a scam. <laughs> Especially like the first week and you like giving deep dark secrets. Nah. Yeah, the first, the first, that's what I was going to say. Not even just so much the first day, honestly, like in the, probably the first month or couple months, like there's certain things like you're, you're still building up to get to know a person. Um, I think for me, when it comes to secrets and lies, so just to kind of the first thing, I don't think that holding a secret or holding something in and not telling somebody is automatically a lie. Um, I think a lie is when you ask someone specifically something, you ask them a very specific question and they respond with the contrary of what's true. Then to me, that's when it becomes a lie. But even with that, I start to think about, you know, or you let somebody believe something that, you know, they're believing. Well, see, honestly, though, for me, I don't think that that is I don't necessarily no. So check this out. So I, I, I say no, because Let's say that, I don't know, you, I don't want to pick, pick something that's really, you know, deep and dark and really sad or traumatic, but let's say something like, uh, you just lost your job, right? Let's say you lost your job and, or I lost my job. And so we meet and we are dating and I'm honestly trying to wrestle or deal with the fact that I don't have a job. Like it's still very fresh and it's very new. And so we go out and you introduce me as, Oh, this is Randall. Randall works. He Randall's a manager at McDonald's. Well, I'm no longer a manager at McDonald's technically, but you go on believing it. You say that at this space, if we're just starting today and honestly, you financially aren't going to be impacted by me not having my job anymore for me i don't think that that's a lie i don't think that it's just not something that i'm ready to share with you or you need to know in that moment like i guess it's quote-unquote deception but and i say quote-unquote deception because it is deception but it's like but why do you need to know that like honestly we could be dating and something could happen tomorrow and you're gone and i'm still trying to deal with the fact that I shared this with you. Now you're not there and you're mad or we're not together and I'm still unemployed. Like, I think there's certain things for me that you don't, it depends on where you are in your relationship. And if, if you want to coin it or say that it is, you know, a lie, I guess I can't argue with you with it. Cause based on just what a lie is in general, I guess it is, but it's kind of like, but at this stage and this point of our relationship, that ain't your business. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like if we are, we just kind of started dating and we're still, we're still fresh and we're still new and you're kind of introducing me. Let's say I was going to meet like your friends and you're like, Oh, Randall's a, you know, a manager at McDonald's. It's kind of like a complete downer for me to be like, actually I got fired last week. So I'm no longer a manager at McDonald's. Why do you go? Why do all of y'all need to know that? That's none mm-hmm. of y'all business. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that is that's not going to be helpful to my situation. It's not going to help me get anything together. It's not going to grow. So I think for me, in, in in that sense, it's like, 
Well, that's not really a, it's not really a lie. I guess it's a secret. And, you know, maybe if we continue to get serious or we get into a relationship or I just haven't found another job, then I can tell you. But at some point in time, I just kind of feel like there's certain things that, as you say, like they were, I like to say, like, like you said, there's layers of things that come off. I think like, you know, there's, there's levels of intimacy and that means like, there's certain expectations that shouldn't be had at different times. Like if we aren't that close, then you shouldn't have this expectation to have all of this information about me, but we should definitely be on a journey of starting to share more information with each other. And I should, we should have an understanding or be developing a working understanding of what's important to each other. Like, you know, this is me knowing this or being a part of your life is important. So I think that there's certain things that's kind of like, it's fine if that's your secret or, you know, I don't necessarily think it's a lie per se. We start talking about and talking about things that are like what should be disclosed in a relationship. The biggest thing that people talk about, right, is body count. Well, I personally don't want to know. I want to know and I'd like to think that I don't care, but I realize that I do care. And because I care so much, I'm like, I don't want to know because I don't want to hear a number that's going to rub me the wrong way. I don't want to hear a number that's going to make me think of you out of anything other than what I know you to be. And so unless you're like a complete slower that I need to be concerned that like if I touch you, I'm going to fall over and die. Like, (laughs) I I don't really, you know, I just kind of feel like that's that's not. I'm not going to ask you if we have a conversation. And it's like, so I had a conversation with one of my friends. This is years ago. And she was like, yo, so if a girl lied, would you prefer a girl? Like, let's say a girl's number was like 80. Would you prefer that she lie to you or actually tell you the truth? And I'm like, lie to me. Tell me three. I'm perfectly fine with it. And this is not to say that you like it's for me. It's just me. I know me. I know what works for me. And it's like if I don't have anything to worry about, if, you know, we are going to get ourselves checked out so we know what we're dealing with and we're fine. If when, you know, we engage and it still feels good, like I don't need to know 80 because 80 would really jack me up. 80 would mess me up. I'd be really, really messed up with 80. So is it a lie? Likely. Is it a secret? Probably. Is Do I want to know in this case? I don't. So I'm perfectly fine with us having like, you know, secrets and lies and that in that sense, because that I know for me, that's something that's sensitive. Like I would really. Yeah, I don't want to. I, I, I come with a sense I'm from the South. We have like certain perceptions and ideas of what's acceptable uh for men and women and 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 what's an acceptable number and what's not and what's too many and what means you need to slow down and all this other stuff especially like if we like in our 20s you know 80 might scare me (laughs) 80 not might it will scare me and not that it's a bad thing if that's what you are into but it's just kind of like yeah that's not what's good for me so i'm i'm perfectly fine with backing off i would want to know that information closer to Uh, the seriousness of the relationship. So I would want to know, like, if we're going to the marriage stage, okay, like, let me know those things. Um, But I don't think that needs to be discussed anywhere close to the initial dating phase. Right. Like on the first date, like we're sitting at dinner 
or maybe I'll let's we want to talk about just first dates because I feel like everybody knows like what's not gonna happen on the first date because you still kind of within the first three months. Yeah, like don't just be like. So I want to have a conversation about body count. My magic number is eighty. I'd be like, "Where's the first exit? I have to go. <laughs> I have to get out of here." <laughs> and I know again. I know, I know, I know, I know. Like, and I'm, I'm, I'm not saying this to try to be like po- politically correct, but I'm just saying this in terms of like, at the in the grand scheme of things, the probably the biggest thing that comes along with it, it likely says nothing because, for the most part, you know. You don't know, like, uh, somebody's been with three or five. I'm kind of going to say that, but that's not really true. But anyway, but it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's one of those things, like, it, it likely doesn't define you now. Maybe it defines you at a certain period of time or, you know, it's, it kind of tells the story of where you were. But you can be an amazing person, a good, wholesome person that has decided that, you know what, I'm I'm celibate. You can have a body count of 80 but be like i've been celibate for the past five years you know what i'm saying so it's like you were at a place now does that define who you are today no it doesn't have to but i know me so just out of just natural just kind of like out of my natural thoughts and my natural perceptions of what things are i'll be like yeah and i i wouldn't be shocked if i you know said hey my number is 80 and somebody be like your number is what yeah i'm good like I just feel like, oh, okay, well, I mean, that's your perception. Like, that's that's cool. So, whatever. Yeah. I do like to tell people. Now, one thing I do bring up about sex early on is the fact that I don't plan to have sex till I get married. Mm-hmm. So, I, I do tell people that in, like, the first couple of dates because I want them to. I don't think it's fair um, for a man not to know, especially if he's active. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't want him to. Because some people you know, living in a day and time where people think because they take you out that you owe them something, That's you like know, thank you that you get. Yeah. So because I know what the date, the kind of day is and the kind of way some people think I want to, I don't assume. Mm-hmm. So I want to let you know where my stance is. And so some people will date you and say, well, okay, that's your sense. I hit, I can break you down. And then three months in, they see you not going to be broken down and then they peace out. But I like to let, men know early so they can have the option of whether that's something they want to commit to because that's my decision you know what i'm saying but i'm not going to impose that onto you so i don't think it's fair if i just let you think we're dating and then you think oh we about to have sex at some point and you like and i'm like no yeah that's not happening yeah, so I think that for me, that's something I got to give off up front about sex. Mm-hmm. I don't have to know how many people they slept with, but I just want you to know that I don't plan on sleeping with you. So if that's something you're looking for, you might want to just exit. I don't want you to feel like you wasted your money. And that's fair. I feel like that's fair. And I feel like that falls along the lines of like, you know, not lying to or not keeping a secret. I don't even want to say lie, but just not keeping a secret from somebody because it likely it's not a secret. And then it's something that is going to directly impact them. So they need to know, you know what I'm saying? Like if that's their intention or if that's their expectation of a relationship, if you know, you, your expectation is if I'm going to commit to you and be in a relationship where, well, I'm going, going to get my sex 
sexual needs met, then that's a part of, of you that they need to know early on in terms of making plans and preparations for moving forward. Because if they don't, then they'll be out of it. So that, you know what I'm saying? That makes sense. Um, yeah. But I don't sense. think you need, I wouldn't ask them like, so how many people you been with? I don't think that's any of my business in the first few months of dating. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, and I think, I think the whole, cause you know, that question in general, uh, people have had like so many different responses and, and I know a lot of people that have a lot of different thoughts about it. And I don't think it's a bad question. I have, I know people that think is, you know, it's just a really bad and inappropriate question to ask somebody like, why does it matter? Why does it care? And I honestly think that, you know, that means you, when you find a person, you figure out what it means to them. Um, and it, it likely will tell them how you view sex, what you think about sex, what you think about having sex with people, you know, based on their their beliefs or their belief system or the way that they view sex, you guys might not be compatible. Right. They might view sex as some something that is just like this. You know, oh, this is something that I should only share with you when I'm at the point of being in love with you. And you might be like, I might just share this with you because I feel like and it feel good and you look good and I look good and let's just make it happen. And I think we'll have great sex together. So, like, let's just do it. You guys are viewing it, you know, two complete like different ways. So that's something that needs to be disclosed um, up front. Um, So. Anyway, so we talk about that. Let's go into like some 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 real stuff though. Some some things that are like it, because you know I wanted to ha- I want to have this conversation, but I it's brunch culture. Everything's up for discussion, so I want to make sure that we're being fair, not just talking about the surface stuff that's easy to talk about, but the things that's a little bit harder, you know, to talk about as well. Like I think there are certain things in terms of like maybe like sexual experiences or. Uh, you know, STD history, um, statuses, those things are family. Are you married? Diseases. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, something like, are you married? I probably need to know that, you know, <laughs> you'd be surprised how many people keeping this a secret. <laughs> <laughs> probably want to tell me. Cause I mean, if we're going to be together, I don't want nobody like my life about to end because, uh, you got a whole husband out here and you just not going to tell me about it. Um, so yeah, I think that, but I want to have a, you know, I want us to talk about and, and specifically, you know, focusing on the harder, the harder things to talk about, because that is the thing. Um, we actually want to get a, uh, an app, an STD advocate on the show to kind of talk about that because, uh, one of the girls, we talked about her before, but she does, she has a, she, she's written a book and she talks, she's an STD advocate and she helps people, um, work with and, and work through contracting and having and living with herpes. And so something like that, like if, if, if you don't disclose or you know that, let's say you're living with herpes, is that something that you disclose to somebody? Is it something you don't disclose to somebody? You know what I mean? Like, is that a lie for not tell, are you lying to them by not telling them? Or is that just a secret that you can keep to yourself? Like for me, I think in, in, in that type of that situation, I think is like, that the one you could break out on your on your lips. Yeah, so there's like two different types. So there's like one that's like on your lips, which is like a cold sore, but then there's like general herpes. And, yeah, I just feel like I need to know. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like I, I think you know with herpes, like or or an STD, that's something that you might want to tell me, or I think that you should, <laughs> you know, you should share because 
I feel like anything that is going to put a person in harm's way or change the course of, you know, the course of their life or change their status or something or whatever, like you, you need to disclose that to them so that they can make a, a, a choice or a decision. Like, Hey, here's what it is. Like, let's decide if we want to move forward or not. You know what I'm saying? Just so that you, you, you that that person knows i'm a fan of let people make have their options make their decisions and make the decisions on the way you know on things that that matter that they care about um or things that you know they can make a solid decision about what they want to do and move forward without without feeling like i didn't really have you took my choice away i didn't really have the the opportunity to make a choice so yeah i don't know what else to say besides you just let me know um, yeah. up front, yeah, and I think, yeah, and I think that it's one of those things where we have to kind of survey our own lives and say, okay, what would I want a person to do for me? Like most of most people would want people to tell them, so extend that same thing to other people, right? I think that's only fair. And with respect, though, to where you are in a relationship, I do think, though, with something like that, because of the stigmas that exist with certain things, like the stigma that exists with herpes. And again, this is why I say we want to make sure that we we're going to try to because we tried to do it before, but we weren't able to do it. But we're going to try to really get her on the show. So because she's a person that is um, actually counseling people and helping people get through their lives. So figure out, you know, I'm sure there is like. A, a standard or a time when it, it's acceptable and a time when it's not acceptable to share that with somebody. But depending on where you live and certain stigmas that exist, I imagine this isn't something that you want to every date that you go on, you need to tell this person like, Hey, you know, I have herpes. Like that might not be, and I'm not trying to pick on anybody with herpes. Like if you're like, you know what I'm saying? It's not, the goal is not to pick on that, that particular disease, but Literally to just say in a situation like that, like, I don't think that you, you need to tell everybody, but I think that at a certain point, when you get to a certain place in a relationship with somebody, especially when you guys are, you know that, hey, we're about to have sex, so we're going to engage in sex. Like, this is probably likely something that you want to share with them um, just so that they know and they know the risk factors. And you guys take the proper precautions and you can move forward. Um, but if it's like, oh, we're going out for drinks, you know, we're just kind of like casually dating in the sense that we go out to the movies. We've been on like two dates. Like, I don't feel like that's anybody's business, particularly because people try to associate like a certain stigma of a person's life without realizing that people contract STDs off of you know, committed cons in committed consensual relationships that maybe just the person didn't know you were the person that was being committed and you thought that everything was good. The person told you everything was good. And, you know, maybe they showed you test results that said everything was good. And turns out that everything just wasn't so good. And that's, you know what I'm saying? That's not like a yeah. bad thing. It's just like, that's just life. So, yeah. And I think, you know, you don't know telling a person the first or second day, you don't know their character. Right. So, you know, how you don't know if they're going to go spread. You don't know if they're gossip, you know what I'm saying? Or if they want to share the tea with their homegirls and then all your, or, you know, your home, their homeboys and all your businesses all over the place. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I think, you know, that's important. Uh, but I also, like you said, if y'all going to be intimate on any level, and I feel like if y'all going to be, even if y'all not engaging in sexual behavior, 
if you are involved in like heavy kissing and making out, maybe, you know, if y'all going to be doing that on a regular, maybe tell them, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, if y'all just hanging out and y'all not really doing no physical contact, then I mean, you kind of fill a person out their character and see if there's something you want for long term. Right. And I think too, so in, in, in that, and another thing that kind of came up and was about like family history and, and details about a person's family. Right. So I feel like every family has, you know, you kind of have like, I don't want to say family, maybe it's family secrets or just things that have happened in your family. You know, this person, you know, is this person's child or this person used to be in prison or this person did that, or this person is, uh, you know, living with cancer or, you know, just battle cancer. This person is a survivor, things like that. Like, is that something that you should disclose? Like how much of your fam family information, even in terms of like, you know, like diseases and things like that, that your family has had, like you might be known and you might be people in your family may be known to have like hypertension. Like, do you share that with somebody? Is that like things that you talk about, from jump or do you kind of just wait until you get to a certain you guys are in a relationship or maybe like after you guys are committed to each other or have gotten married do you discuss that stuff then i wouldn't discuss it until we are like on the path to get get close like uh, we're moving towards the marriage tra- trajectory mm-hmm. the general dating i don't think my family information is important to to the other person that's just me. Yeah. But I mean, I'm the same person that really don't want to introduce somebody to my family unless I feel like this could be the marriage. I don't mm. really like I don't I've never been the person that was like, oh, I want you to meet my family. And it's not anything to them, but I know how my family is. And because like, you know, they want me to get married at some point. Right. Like, I feel like they start to get attached to people. So right. to prevent that. If I don't know if I like you, I'm not finna go introduce you to my family. Now, I might introduce um, a guy to, like, one of my homeboys to fill him out and see, you know, what he think. Right. But I'm not trying to introduce you to my parents or my brothers. Like, I just feel like I'll introduce you when I feel like I really like you. Because sometimes you can date people and then month three, you realize you don't really like them. Right. But if I didn't introduce you to my family in month two, now I gotta, you gotta break up with all everybody. That makes sense. I, I, I cause I, you know me, I'm like almost the complete opposite. I always think like it don't really matter. I, I realized with my little brothers that I stopped bringing people around them because they don't know how to let people go. And that's really, that was really frustrating. Like, you know, the relationship has been done or it wasn't even really a relationship. It was like, we were just kind of kicking it. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's, you know, that's my family. And then like, you're with somebody else and these little knuckleheads be like, oh, where's such and such? And it's like, why are we talk? Why are you bringing this name up? Like, but 
But I guess so. The only people I feel that way was them. With everybody else in my family, there's just kind of like they are who you say they are. You guys are what you tell me that. Like if you bring them around and I think they're nice, it's like oh, okay, well you know that's cool and we can deal with that and that's that's we can roll with that. And then if that's not if it's not that anymore and we don't see they they never come around, it's like all right, well cool, they ain't around no more. All right, well let's you know what I'm saying let's let's keep it moving. Um. It's not that it's not that big a deal. And then I think, too, for me, my family is incorporated in so much of what I talk about all the time. Like, I'm always going home to do stuff with my family. So it's like it's there's bound to be some sort of crossing or, you know, you're going to run into my sisters or just meet my mom or see my mom when I'm on FaceTime or something like that. So for me, I guess it's I never really see it as being that big of a deal. And I see in ways that it can be. Because I talk about my little brothers, but there has been, you know, people just in general, they want you to know, especially like at this time in life, it's like, hey, you know, are you thinking about marriage? When is that? My mom, I want grandkids and all of that good stuff. So that stuff comes up. So, you know, it, I can see how it is, but I guess, too, I'm just kind of like, well, look. If I say it's over and it's done, please don't ask me about it anymore. Or I'm just going to ignore you. <laughs> and, and I don't care who you are. Like, oh, what happened to? Oh, could you pass the piece, please? Because that's not. I don't understand why you're asking it's this question. Over. Like, yeah, like I told you, once I tell you it's over, it's over. So it's interesting seeing how people handle things differently. Um, just in depending on their their upbringing their relationships with their families or to people um and just knowing what things are important i think one thing that is kind of in us just having this conversation that i think is most important is you just knowing i think it's important for people to know you know what's important to you and having a discussion with that person about what's important to them like hey what type of information is and i think this could probably be like a first first date thing like hey you know What's important to you in terms of getting to know somebody and, and dating them? What type of information do you want to share? Is it important for you to meet somebody's family and parents early on? Or do you think that that's like a later on thing? Do you believe that meeting somebody's parents is a sign that is super serious? Because if not, you know, I might we might be on our second date. And I'm like, look, I got to stop by my mama house. And it's like, oh, my mom comes out and is like, hey, nice to meet you. And you're like, uh, I just met his mom. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, ain't that big a deal? It's like, I'm about to be a wife. Nah, you just met my mama. <laughs> like, it's what was crazy. I, I remember dating this guy as, as a, I think I was a sophomore in college. Mm -hmm. And um, he was like a minister or something, a young, like a youth pastor. And I'm just chilling. Like, I didn't even think I would be doing what I'm doing now. So I didn't, I was nowhere in my mind. And so he was like, we went on one date. And the first date, he was like, I want to take you to meet my dad. And so I thought it was weird. Mm -hmm. But he came and picked me. I think he thought he had to meet my family. And maybe this is why I don't like people meet my family. He had to come and pick me up. He wanted to come pick me up. But I was at my grandmother's house for Sunday dinner. So he came and picked me up from there. So because of that, by default, he met my family. Mm. So after we went on a date, we went to dinner and a movie. He wanted me to meet his dad and, and stepmom. And so I met them. And I was Awkward. just like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, when I, I'm thinking to myself, you only met my family by default. It wasn't right. like. 
it wasn't come thing. to them. Yeah. It was you're meeting them because of X, Y, and Z. Right. So he was like, Yeah, if it continues to go well in four months, I can see myself proposing. Good. Oh my God. Our fourth date. Goodbye. Can I tell you that sucked every uh desire of continuing to date him out my body? Goodbye. Every, every time he asked me to go somewhere after that, I dodged him so I hard. Can imagine. <laughs> and he was just like, I don't understand what's wrong. You keep canceling our dates. I had all this stuff planned. I, I planned this whole day at the museum and all of this stuff you said you wanted to do when we first started talking. Yeah, I said it when you didn't put four months on the proposal. Exactly. I, I said I said I said it when I thought in four months I'll still be getting to know you. <laughs> Not when in four months you wanted me to start playing for a wedding, bro. Once I was that like, happened, sophomore in college, marriage is not nowhere on my agenda. I am all the time. way good, bro. All the way good. It's have a nice life. Kick so, rocks and don't even worry about the socks. He was he was two and a half years older, but still, I didn't expect him to want to be married. Like, jeez, what are we doing? Yeah, that's... and no shade to people who listen to us that got married young. That just never was something I desired to do. So I just really was confused. Like, so that really, especially know. yeah, especially when you met when like you met the family it. by default, and you talking about in four months I can see. Nah, bro, you can't. Can you see tomorrow? <laughs> Let's look at tomorrow, bro. <laughs> then I started looking for every excuse to break up with him. Like. I don't even think we were officially a couple. We had only just went on a few dates. I just, it was crazy. I was so confused. And maybe that's why I'm like, ever since then, I didn't like people meet my parents. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Maybe that's it. Context of everything. That makes sense. Well, y'all hit us up and let us know what y'all think about secrets and lies. What's a secret and what's a lie? And are there secrets and lies in a relationship? Hit us up. Use the hashtag ChatBC. And you can also hit us up on Twitter at Brunch Culture and on Instagram at Brunch underscore Culture. And that's going to wrap up our main dish. We will be back for our toast or roast. All right, we're back with our toast or roast. And today I want to toast Scandal, Shonda Rhimes, for continuing to produce great content. I was a little shaky at first. The season started off a little slow for me. I skipped a few episodes because I was like, this is kind of getting boring. Um, but then she kicked it into high gear, and I'm all the way in now. Hook, have you seen it? Yes, I saw it. Okay. Yes, I was so glad Hook survived. Let me tell you, when she slapped a- Abby last night, that the was life one I of got. the blackest moments in te- television history. And she kept she slapping said, her? It wasn't, to me, the slap, but it was, what did I tell you? It was like, that's that's what your mama's, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? Like, and I'm thinking, dang, what did she tell her? And then when she said, never cross me, I was like, dang. <laughs> Yeah, it's it only it really um, if you've ever had a dysfunctional friendship, then you understand the 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 wanting to slap somebody in the moment. And I felt like I I really channeled Olivia Pope last night when she slapped her because I've <laughs> wanted to slap people before. And <laughs> I felt like, man. 
that you did it for me. That was it. So I I really I felt it in that moment. Um, and then it was funny because at the end they kind of reconcile but it's kind of like i'm glad sometimes you need to get that slap in before i hold your hand <laughs> that slap. Right. Let she me got like three slaps slap. in though let me get these slaps uh before i hold your hand we could be friends but just let me let me slap you for one moment because that was dumb um so yeah shout out to olivia pope uh gladiators um, Shonda Rhimes and you mess with the Oprah. wrong gladiator. <laughs> that was they did one. they yeah. did a good uh good acting last night and Fitz showing back up. I was like, listen, if y'all go to Vermont and be happy, because I'm sick of it. Fitz has the most awkward walk in the world. It's like he'd be like skipping. It's like he, it's like a he walk and it seemed like he's trying to pimp, but it's like a twitch. It's so weird. It's such a weird walk. When he was like walking in, I was like, what is wrong with him? He. Doesn't seem all the way. This is a problem. <laughs> but yeah, so shout out to Scandal. Um, so I'm gonna make my roast this week very, very short. Um, because I kind of have gotten out a number of times what I wanted to say. I just honestly want to roast people's ill-informed opinions on social media, and I think that I know that social media is a tool and it's a vehicle for everybody to express themselves and to express their opinions. And we all have opinions. You guys all know how I feel about opinions and what I say that they are um, and what I know them to be. And we all know them to be, but I think that, you know, I just want us to be a bit more responsible with the things that we say, you know, the narratives that we, we post the way that we, share information the information that we share we all because of social media have some sort of following whether you have one follower one follower 1000 followers 50,000 50 million whatever you have people that are looking to your words and based on the success of your life and the things that you're doing those people kind of probably hang on to those words so when you make comments and you say certain things that you don't really know about, but you're doing it because it's kind of what everybody on social media is posting about. And you're trying to be, you know, a voice of knowledge, but you can't really engage people about that because you don't really know about it. You just make yourself look bad. You kind of tarnish your own brand. And, you know, for people that do know what's going on, it just makes you look really stupid and dumb to them. So my roast is just to everybody that uses their social media to talk about things that they don't know about. G-O-O-G-L-E is your great friend. Um, you can find <laughs> out information about it. There's so much stuff out of there. Make sure that you're checking, you know, websites. If you went to college and you're an alumnus of a, a most universities, they have a uh, database that you can go to and do research and find research papers and just get more information and more knowledge to figure out what's going on so you can formulate a solid opinion and it really doesn't take that long you have a smartphone the iphone 7 plus has a great processor on it that you can get this information lightning fast um and even find some you know some cool videos that can help you learn the information as well but know the facts learn the facts then make an opinion don't just hear something or see a special report that happened during scandal and say Hey, I'm I'm just an expert on this and let me give my opinion about this. And you really don't know about it because like what you do every day is like basket weave and not, you know, 
foreign policy. Anyway, <laughs> so that's my roast for this week. And we are going to move on from the roast to our good vibe. This week, good vibe is maturity means learning to delay pleasure. Mm. Uh, right. Double. Mm. I think that 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 speaks for itself. You know, as we get older, there's so many things. As you get older, you start to make money. You're in your career. You're doing things. There's so many things that you can be swayed by, moved by. There's so many opportunities to be pleased and to find pleasure. But when you really are a mature person, you really learn how to say no to things that are going to be pleasing now so that you can say yes to the things that are going to be pleasing in the future and long term. So that's our good vibe for this week. Make sure that you guys... Think of that you that good vibe. We're going to put that good vibe out. We're going to actually start trying to do something uh, with maybe posting like some short videos with the good vibe for this week, just like we're kind of talking about it so we can make it more consistent throughout the week. But y'all make sure y'all hit us up on social media. Hit us up on Twitter at Brunch Culture on Instagram at Brunch underscore Culture. We can also be found on Facebook.com backslash Brunch Culture and our incredibly well put together website www.brunchculturebc.com and yeah that's it for this week's show you guys make sure you check out the show share us leave us some comments on itunes we haven't gotten comments in a little while so make sure y'all leave us some comments and share the episodes with your friends if you guys have things that you want us to talk about remember that you can email us at brunchculturebc at gmail.com and that's it for this week we'll see you guys next week remember here and every week at brunch culture everything is up for discussion.